go. Last one. Hey, fat fish heads. It's time for another edition of the hottest new podcast on all platforms. <laughs> fat fish. Sit back and strap yourself in for the wildest ride on the open seas. Now, lap your fins for the fabulous Fatfish Brothers, Eric Fish Snyder, and Brad Grunny Grunberg, a.k.a. Snacks. <laughs> yes, sir. That's me, Snacks. How are you? I'm great. Great. Yep. It's our New Year's Eve show, buddy. Even though we're not really New Year's Eve live, we're not, you know, Ryan Seacrest or Anderson Cooper. It's it's our version of the New Year's Eve show number 42, correct? That's right. 42 here. Good numbers. I'm into numerology. And uh, last one of the year, man, can you believe we've done 42 shows? I mean, it's crazy. It just flies by. It's been a great time. God, has it been fun. We got a lot more to do, my friend. A lot more to do. By the way, um, I want to tell a story. You know, New Year's, I think it's for amateurs, okay? I've had a lot of fun. I've done a lot of things. I've done, I mean, I worked the Tropicana a couple times on New Year's. But I want to tell you this one story. Um, there's, a, there's a lawyer, a Beverly Hills lawyer called Paul Fijian. And uh, for maybe three decades, he threw a one of those not a, a half party, but like one one uh, uh, one step below half with uh, kind of the classic uh, the classic New Year's party with all the stars and all the trimmings. And so I went five years in a row, put on my tuxedo, and in the last year, I only got one ticket, so it was just me. So it's, you know, half an hour left, you know, in, in that year. And uh, I'm standing there and I see uh, Keith Oberman from, uh, from ESPN with his date, Jeannie Buss, who just married my buddy, uh, Jay Moore. And Jeannie Buss back then, well, Jeannie Buss today is hot, smoking hot. Jeannie Buss back then where it was really smoking hot. So I'm saying, all right, they're dates, right? What's going to happen on New Year's? Usually, whoever your date is, you kiss your date, right? You make out with your date. So I was going to make out with myself. <laughs> I was looking for somebody to kiss, but no one would kiss me. I see how bored you are. Um, so the countdown began. Five, four, three, two. One happy new year. So I look over at Keith Overman and he looks at Jeannie Bus and he gives her a high five. I swear to God, I'm like, you you moron. Jeannie Bus is hot. And she had a look on her face, a high five, like uh Steve Yeager coming around third on a home run, high-fiving Tommy Lasorda. This is fucking nuts. Oberman, get your fucking tongue out and put it down Jeannie Buss's throat. Crazy, man. What would you have done? Oberman, I could never, ever talk shit about because he was a regular customer at Mom's Saloon. I couldn't believe how tall he was. Did you see how, remember how yeah. tall he was, Brad? He had yeah. to be like 6'5", six, 6'7", six, yeah. and yeah. Uh, great sense of humor. And we remember him, before he went yeah. to ESPN, he was a local... Uh, CBS sports guy no, no. with Jim Hill no, when he grew up in. Yeah, CBS or Channel 5, right, exactly. And then he moved over, yeah. No, he was great. I mean, I loved him as a sportscaster, but I have a feeling the guy needs some help in the social department. You know what I'm saying? He, He's kind he of dated, a... He dated Buss. I remember he dated Rebecca Lobo. I saw him somewhere. Rebecca oh. Lobo is a big, tall basketball player. Right. And... Yeah, I, you know, they, they, it was just, an, uh, they looked awkward together. Like it was one of those dates on match.com that didn't go well and they flipped their watches <laughs> and stuff like that. So, yeah. 
We have a yeah. New Year's Eve. We have a lot of things we want to get to. And, you know, you talked about is that is that one. I'm going to let you go first and talk about some of your favorite New Year's Eve experiences. Mine all have to do with being in the bar business, but that's a great story. Talk about the favorite New Year's Eve you've ever had at the Hollywood Tropicana. Well, some of them were were busy and some of them were not. Um, but I, you know, I put on my regular show, but we had champagne. We, you know. We, we made it, for the people that came to the Tropicana, it was a little sad because it's like, you're here, you're you're here at the Tropicana, I guess you're kind of maybe a little bit lonely. You know what I'm saying? Because I think this, a strip club is kind of the last place you want to be on New Year's, kind of, sort of, if you're not with your buddies, if you're not with your pals, you know? And a lot of these guys were alone, but I made it fun, you know? I'm everybody's friend, and... Uh, and guys wrestled. It was just a it, the the last one I remember was a great show. And this one hot girl, her name will be her name escapes me. Uh, her name was Joni. No, her name was uh, Susie. And on the uh, on the New Year's, she turned around and gave me a tongue kiss. Just started making out with me right in front of the crowd. So I was like, you know, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby, let's do this. So she was a good kisser. Of course, I was a better kisser. I taught her a couple of a couple of tricks I have, you know, with the tongue. But uh, yeah, it's always been good, you know, for me. And uh, you know, hanging out with beautiful women, and uh, you know, I love that job for fourteen years. How about you? My favorite one goes back to my first year ever working at Mom's Saloon. We had a wonderful human being on our podcast named Ash Gindy. And I was sort of like, imagine he's Tony Monero from Saturday Night Fever. And I'm just a young guy who wants to hang out and dance like him. And we're, we're working New Year's Eve at Mom's Saloon, 82 to 83. And I'm getting, oh, my God, I'm so tired. And he goes, ah, guess what? Guess where we're going? He puts me in his in his Porsche. He's a Porsche. And we go to, wow. we go to the Playboy Mansion. And oh. it's 2 o'clock in the morning. And Hugh Hefner thinks that Ash, because Ash looks like Aladdin. You know, with the blue eyes, you, you saw Ash on our podcast and gorgeous yeah. kid, blue eyed, dark haired, Egyptian guy. And he says, I'm Egyptian. You're going to be my wingman. <laughs> You're Egyptian. You Have you ever been to the Playboy Mansion, Brad? I have some bad stories about the Playboy Mansion. I, I tried to get in three times and I was denied. My one buddy, he worked as a butler, my buddy Mitch, and... Uh, I, I was I did a couple of favors for him and I said you got to get me to play my mantra no problem no problem and uh, I fly my buddies in my buddy owned a limo company I had the best limo we were uh it was unbelievable we're all there and we get to the rock you know that rock you know where you where you have to check in with the security and uh my buddy Mitch said I flew him in from Vegas he he took a job he left just as the uh uh, maybe two weeks before the the uh, New Year's party, so I said you, you better fly in, talk to Kimberly Hefner. That was his wife at the time, and he says, and he, I took him to the to the back gate. He went in, he did his pleasantries. He said, "Is my friend? Here's the names, blah blah blah," and he said, "You're in." So I get to the Rock and I tell the guard, uh, the the security, my name. He goes, "You're not on the list." I go, "What? I'm not on the list." I get on my phone. I call him in Vegas. I give the phone to the security. And he, you know, he's doing his song and dance. And the guy goes, you know, I feel for you. I just can't let you in if you're not on the list. That And we were denied. So where do you think we went to drown our sorrows? Pink's hot dogs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> right? And uh, then, well, another, you know, then another time I used my brother's ID because he was married, he didn't want to go. So you had to go to uh, you had to go to UCLA under like the, uh, um, uh, the the parking structure, and they had a table set up, and you go and you show them your ID, and then you get on this uh, you know mini bus and you go up, up to the uh, mansion. So this girl goes, "Oh, okay, hello, Greg. How are you? You're in. Bus will be here in about five minutes." All of a sudden, her boss comes in back of her, and looks at the ID and looks at me. And says, you're not Greg Grunberg. I go, what? I am Greg. Look, there's my ID. Keep going. Okay. So she she denied me. That was number two. 
And what was number three? Uh, number three was something similar. A buddy of mine uh, said he had uh, he had juice at the mansion, but uh, I got denied three times. I got denied. Is it all what it, is it all what it's cracked up to be? Did you have fun? Is there just beautiful starlets? Uh, I heard you were in the grotto. Is that true? Uh, you jumped in in your uh, in your underwear. Is that true? The grotto is the uh, is the uh, hot tub, right? It's like a cave or something, and you go in there and uh, you know. Do you remember the grotto? Do you remember being at the mansion? Uh, do you remember me? Well, uh, I'm snacks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm losing i'm losing audio on you hang on a second oh, i'm losing audio on you that's the that's the way we should end this year more technical difficulties well you i hear you now i hear you perfectly so you got any chatter in the back from, from us uh, no, no 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 that's good sound good so love love your stories but i didn't get to finish my story because i'm i'm 22 years old okay. and it's fun walking past the line when you see people like stallone and his brother and they all give that look like, who the fuck is this guy? Every single actor and actress look at you like, who the, you know, even if you did, even if you and your great, great brother walked in the line, all the big A stars are going to go, who's that? You know, they know who you are, but they had no idea what Ash and I were. Make a long story short, the Playboy Mansion's like everything you've seen in every Entourage episode where the boys, many of the boys are having these great parties. And Brad, you've been to those Hollywood parties before. It, there's people throwing fire and there's pools everywhere. Everywhere there's a pool. And Hugh's walking around with Hugh's, Hugh Hefner's walking around with that long cigarette with the robe and his underwear yeah. on and girls on each arm. It's <laughs> not, it's exactly what you pictured and what you've heard. And it was yeah. the best New Year's Eve I've ever had. Oh. I'm a bartender. I've worked many of them. And you're right. It's a lot of amateurs that come in. What kind of shots do you have? And they blow in the, you know, <clears throat> and they come yeah. when you, you know, and, and all right, bring it on. And then, yeah. When you get to be our age, everyone, when you're in your 60s, you're just glad you get to see another New Year's. Speak way, I'm 38. <laughs> Speak for yourself. You have a problem with that. Yeah, you, one of your legs is 38. How I keep saying that you? every podcast. You so, say you're 60. I, what, how old are you? I don't know. I'm 63. Oh, you look well, you look okay for 63. You look good. No, you look great. You, know, you have graveyard shift. And I, love, I do like New Year's Eve because you're, I'm like you positivity and you know the next year is always gonna be better than the last year and yes. that's hey look that's how i look at life what about you yes. absolutely yeah. i cheers i always believe it always gets better in life and you learn you know it's a great life and i'll yeah. talk i want to talk to oh, you about you want, a lot of sports you, today because to tonight oh, we'll be oh, what oh, oh did you want me to answer that question <laughs> okay forget yeah it. answer no no i was going to answer you said uh, how about you and i was answering that question oh go ahead and then you cut me off like usual but I always no, do. Uh, no, you want to learn like what you learn in uh, 2023. You move on to 2024, and we have a lot thing, a lot of things we're working on. And I believe 2024 is our year. That's what I really believe. In my heart of hearts, I really think that this is going to be a very special year. So, yeah, right. I'm um, before we get to some fun and some memes and talk about sports and our lives and. And our New Year's resolution, um, we're really big with with a really good friend of ours. And I'll make this short and sweet because there's no Debbie Downers today. But um, if Fatfish has one philanthropy that we're going to follow throughout 2024, it's anti-bullying, especially at the younger level of kids. And yeah. we had Andrew Klein on, a tremendous human being that went through the biggest tragedy. And I put Molly's challenge on there first as a quick thing. Um, I'm involved in Bar Boss. And Bar Boss is a campaign started by Aaron, uh, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul, and they're using bartenders. What I get is money, and I get my picture on Bartenders Magazine, and Chuck's Tavern will get some, some props. But the main thing is anti-bullying. It's a campaign for anti-bullying, and I'm in the top 10 in the country right now. Wow. If I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the nice. race for all the guys and gals that are doing this because of you out there and friends and family. You can vote for me one day. You know, once a day, and um, wow, that's I'm great. giving half the money to my staff or the staff that works at, 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 at the entire staff at Chuck's Tavern and the managers. I'm giving uh, some money to Brad, and I'm taking the rest. And I'll, I, 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 why not? You deserve it, wow, Brad. Man, you can't man, eat fast food every fucking day. You know, wait, wait, go wait, to wait. Olive Garden. How much you get? Twenty bucks? How do you split that? Whatever I, get. I I'm really. 
I'm, you need to talk more about this and 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 then i'll be i'll, I'll quiet because we need to stop bullying and we, we're going to say it in every show i hear my customers talking about their kids and the goddamn cell phones what they're doing to people and we have enough crap in the world let's start being nicer to each other i absolutely agree with you it's a terrible terrible thing because when i was talking to andrew i said did you did molly ever come to you and say dad or or go to her mom and say you know and they're a very close family you know i'm being i'm being made fun of i'm being made fun of at school there it is molly was the sweetest i mean the salt of the earth i mean this girl great incredible grades got along with everybody beautiful girl i mean beautiful only 13 years old but she Andrew told me she felt like trapped, you know, she didn't want to be a tattletale. That's the big thing. You know, she didn't want to tattle on these people that were making fun of her. And I'm going to tell you something. Uh, these people are cowards, cowards. Okay. Their lives are going right in the fucking drain, right down the toilet. So they feel better bullying and making fun of other kids who are happy or popular or whatever and it's got to stop and it's going to stop and we're going to do everything here at fat fish to do that right uh, well said well said bravo i put a picture up there someone of a bully but i'll, I'll get to that i got some different yeah, yeah. different memes there's there's bullying and then there's having fun and mm -hmm. tonight and i'm gonna let brad go the the arizona wildcat football team coached by jed fish is playing the Oklahoma Sooners in a big bowl game tonight, which I know Brad be watching, I'll be watching. And when you get to play Oklahoma in a, in a, in a bowl game this close to New Year's, it means you had a right. great fucking season. And this is the bowl season. We got the playoffs. Monday was my son's birthday, Max, turned 32 years old. We're giant Raider fans. The Raiders have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs, I think, three times in the last 35 years. I did, I met Brad 32 years ago. So, you know, Brad, Brad was actually really 38. The last time <laughs> so check out some of these check out yeah. some of these memes that i have and you all know about you know patrick mahomes turnovers oh, anyone because oh, he was throwing funny. turnovers and fumbling so uh, we're gonna have fun it's not bullying yeah. it's it, it's just having fun making fun we all know about yeah and i want i want brad's take on this about travis kelsey and and taylor swift and they show it every fucking five minutes they show her in the booth either doing this and mahomes you know, stupid trashy wife. Check this out. After the Raiders win the game, check her out. Check out who she's checking out. Hey, there's Max Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry, Travis. You know. Yeah. Look at him. He's sad. Look at him. He's sad. Oh, that's yeah. Funny. He's sad. Uh, so well, that was a lot of fun. I mean, the what? Raiders are really gelling, man. I mean, I I tell you, the last game they played. Uh, you know, we were texting, and I say, I think you got it. And you're like, I don't know, it's early, you know, and all that stuff. And then, I mean, they, I couldn't believe it. It was great. And I well, love the You know what it is? It's like an yeah. NCIS script. Take, an NCIS, take the Mark Harmon NCISs. In the first five minutes, someone gets killed. And yeah. in an hour, they all come together with all the forensics. And they figure yeah. out this thing in two minutes, right? <laughs> the Raiders yeah. against the Chiefs is the same script. When it's 20, you've done this with the, well, you, your, your teams are great, the Warriors. But take a team that you feel jaded about. And you're losing, you're you're winning twenty to seven, and you you just in the back of your head, why do I think this other team's going to win unless Hail Mary and beat us? And then right. we win, and it's just, it, it's wonderful. So yeah. before we get to some of the bowl predictions, and I got stuff like that, look at some of these great gifts that people got for the holidays. Can you read this one for our listeners on Podbean and all our outlets? Hookers and blow. Save Christmas. Oh, that's funny. That's a calendar. <laughs> oh, it's a calendar. Oh, for 2024. Hookers and blow. Save yeah. Christmas. And it looks I mean, like the, it looks like the SpongeBob characters, right, Brad? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. Yeah, look at this. Look at this card that Brad got. A, yeah, what is a hooker? Oh. Yeah. Uh that's a card that Brad got. Not There's money in it. Oh, that's great. There's, a, there's money for our listeners there's there's a uh, there's about a hundred bucks in cash and the card says not for weed love mom merry christmas you love dad <laughs> merry christmas love mom that's great like you know, the kid's gonna listen 
You know, I, have, I had a talk with a friend of mine about this. Would you would you smoke pot with your son? No. You, oh, okay, okay. That's that's a no no, right? I know I know a father that that smoke goes outside. A buddy of mine, he went go goes outside with his son, and they smoke pot at a party, and everybody's looking at him like, "What are you doing?" You know. You're smoking pot with your son. I don't know. Is that like having a drink now? I I, I don't know. I never smoked. Maybe pot. now. I, yeah. I rephrase that. If would would you feel comfortable when you were 17 years old doing a joint with 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 uh, Jerry? I don't know. I wouldn't. But now that Max uh, is 32 and I don't smoke pot, but if he, you know, I I would probably take a toke because look how nervous I am. I'm a, you know I'm a nervous idiot around you, but you get me excited. But no, if the everybody kid is, I, let's, let's, let's reframe this. If the kid's an adolescent, no. But as an adult, probably. Okay. Okay. No. Do you, have, just, do you have a drink with your? Did your dad drink? No, no, we don't. Yeah, my dad. You know, socially, you know, growing up, you know, some wine. My mom loved the white wine spritzer. That was her drink wherever we went to a restaurant. Now, my dad never really drank. I, I, I you know, I only drank in college a lot, and then uh, University of Arizona. And uh, come on over for some free Bud Lights. What's your name? You know, I was the Rush chairman. And uh, damn glad to meet you. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I had I, I used to carry around a portable bar. And I went to all the dorm, the girls' dorms and sororities. And I, made martinis. I made martinis for all the girls. That was great. Oh, my gosh. That's why they started calling me Mr. Cocktails. Um, but, uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, Max and I have to have a sit down and ha and have a have a drink uh, at Chuck's because we have stories to share from Bear Down, Arizona, baby. Oh, you bust. you when when Tommy Boy came out, and I know one of your favorite people is Chris Farley. When Tommy Boy came out, you looked at that character and said, "That's me. That's me in college, the fun guy that hung yeah. out with everybody and got everyone, you know, drinks and and was your dorm room the party room?" When you were in college? Well, I was a dorm rat. I, I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck I stayed in the dorm for three years. But I figured out I did because I the bathroom was right in front of my door. So one, I had access when you know at night. I, I didn't have to come all the way down the hall to go to the bathroom. And I can smell other guys' shit when the door opened. But, but uh, it was, let me put it this way. I had a great time. I was in uh, Kaibab. Kaibab or Chuka, but I was on the Kaibab side. And, uh, but then I, my senior year, I got an apartment at Lincoln Green 214 with the great Harry Cohn, my buddy, my fraternity buddy. And we had fun in that apartment. Oh, yeah. In that apartment, we had fun, but I had a great time. Remember, I, you know, I've spoken about my uh, losing my virginity. That was in my dorm room. And, oh, by the way, one, one year I had the dorm room to myself. I didn't have a roommate. That's pretty cool, right? I'm such that's a, a that's insane. It never happens. Never. I'm such, I'm right. I'm never such happens. A, and and you, you know, talk about Brad. Talk what? about when I took the dorm I, rooms. I a, a typical dorm room is about the size of, of a big master bathroom. They fit two beds. Sometimes yeah. they're bunk. You got a little station for each computer. And then did you have in your dorm? Did you have the bathroom that four other rooms had to share? Or did you have uh, down the hallway? No, 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 no. This is no, no. This was just two guys like 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 a celly, <laughs> like a, like when you're in a cell. That just two guys. What two they gave you a pot to shit in? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had my uh, my hot pot. <laughs> oh to God! Make, uh, to make my uh, what were those things? Uh, uh, what are those things? They're like uh, what was it? They're like pastries, but inside hot pockets. Hot pockets. I ate a lot. I ate a lot of hot pockets. By the way, I want to ask you a question. You're a really smart guy. Uh, not that funny, but you're very smart. Did you study at the University of Texas or did you cheat your way like me? Study. Really? You really I studied? Did. Wow. I was a smart kid. I was. Oh, yeah, you're a smart kid. You are. You're, you're yeah, very I, was, I was a smart, smart guy. I mean, yeah. I, I, I was horrible. This is what I couldn't stand in, in college and in high school. I was horrible at math, but great. Oh and literature and history, math. And the reason why I always always say to him, I used to rest in peace my dad. I'd say, Dad, why do I have to fucking do this math? Greatest line ever, Marv said. He goes, you know what math is? 
It's problem solving. And in life, you're going to have to solve problems. I never knew that. And then, well, you know, when you took these English classes, well, you have to communicate with people. Like I communicate with Brad. So for all these young people that are watching and you think, why well, have to do this? That's why. It teaches you to do things later on in life. That's funny. My dad said something similar. I go, Dad, I'm taking all these bullshit classes. What? He goes, listen, you're going to retain 1% of what you learn in college, and that's to live your life. That's it. Because I think about atm atmospheric science, Greek mythology. What the fuck was I taking these classes for, right? But I had, oh, God, I had some great teachers, man. I had some really smart teachers that knew what we were going on. Like, What was your favorite subject? Mine was history. What was yours? Uh, um, my favorite was Park Center. That was where I ate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Park Center next to, uh, oh, to Conbab. I go in there and have a nice meal. That was my favorite class, you know. You remember, but, you remember uh, when you went to the, they call it a cafeteria. Remember when you went to cafeteria in middle school or grade school and it was pizza day and the pizza was always good in, in yeah. LA unified schools. The pizza was fantastic. Oh, How yes. many times did you play the I'm hungry card back then and scour pizza from somebody? <laughs> oh, oh, you mean like, are you going to eat that? <laughs> You're not going to yes, throw that yeah. away. <laughs> exactly. I did that on a daily basis. Uh, <laughs> you know, no, I, speaking I, of a I, daily I, basis, um, I get a lot of, I don't, I don't share a lot of the emails with you. You know, know it's thanks. criticism, I, constructive yeah, criticism, a lot of, very nice. and, I, and I take it all in, in, in context and say, I take everything, I think, okay, how can we make this a better show? Well, get rid of me, and then you do it, and that would help, but <laughs> one thing people say is, we love it, Fish, when you go back and you talk about the 70s and the 80s of Brad because it's a lost art. So I found these pictures of TV stars in the 70s and 80s. And I would like you to encapsulate in the 30 seconds to amount to the same what it meant to you on this New Year's and what it meant to society. And, and God bless should we have it back. Here's the first guy. I did a tease on it earlier. This is my favorite TV star of the 70s. Uh, Who was that, Brad? Carol O'Connor, he played, uh, he played uh, Archie Bunker on That's All right. in the Family. Wow, what an actor! He was he was everything you don't want to be—a bigot. He hit women, you know, the whole the whole nine. But what an actor, and what a very nice man. Yeah. He was. A, I met him one time. Very nice man. You, he you know he is. Uh, you're you're an excellent writer and family, and you and, you know. I, if we that? do anything in 2024, I'm gonna. Uh, it, we're gonna take a slice out of. I finished it. A slice out of this world. O'Connor played 11 years on that show, and it showed a character that was such a racist and a misogynist, like you said, and the arc of how his character changed. That when he left, he was lovable like you and I, and it would. And they did it. So, I mean, the writers. Norman I mean, Lear Norman. just passed away at, in his 90s. You probably know No, 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 no. Wait a minute. 101. What are you talking about? 101. He made. Yeah. It was but Norman, didn't, wait a minute. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did Norman Lear create the show? Yes. Okay. And the Jeffersons. And okay, Good So he did this too, right? Who's that? Who? <laughs> there he is. George Jefferson, baby. I love him. Moving oh. on up to the east side. You remember when we walked out? We walked down the hallway in the, yeah, in, yeah. In the beginning of that show? People. Yeah. Go on YouTube. We're showing you these memes of people. These are shows that Brad and I grew up with, and we watched it with our parents, and you learn from it, okay? Yeah. George Jefferson was a racist and a misogynist, just like <laughs> Archie Bunker, and blamed the whole thing, you know, on, on the establishment. But he's a guy who came from the streets and um, made it big in the – what did he do? He did um, dry cleaning, right? He was a dry cleaner, yep. You know what I love? Yeah. One of my favorite scenes in uh, All in the Family was when uh, – Sammy Davis Jr., a Jew like us, he kissed Archie Bunker. Oh my God, the, the look on his face, a African-American man in the 70s kissing him on the cheek. Oh, I loved it. Sammy Davis Jr. was so special. I saw him in concert in Vegas. Oh, I loved him. Oh, Candyman, baby. The my candy favorite scene. Man. And it was one that we're going to show something that was the most watched TV show in history soon. But to my favorite scene in All in the Family, and we'll, we'll move on, is when Mike and Gloria moved to California. And Mike grabs Archie, and Archie finally hugs him. And, and, Mar and Mike says to him, 
And it wasn't a dry eye in my house when Mike says, Archie, you, I, you know, I think you always knew how much I loved you. And then Archie just starts crying, looks out the window as they go away. Because remember their contentious relationship, Meathead yeah, and Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner, yeah. Rob Reiner was a liberal, and Archie was, was so his great. conservative. Right. I, you know, I don't like anyone. And ah, yeah. brilliant writing. And Lear did those yeah. two shows. Now, here's a show. Oh, by big the way, oh, before you go on, before you go on, they just did did a um, uh, a poll: the greatest sitcom of all time. I love Lucy. Okay, we'll get there. That, okay, and, that, and you know that stands the test of time. You can watch that today. And, and let's talk about. Let's get there first, and I'll go back. If my if oh, my damn okay. technical thing, you're doing, you're doing now right. I I happen to think you're only that this, up this woman Ford. right here. Oh yeah. Talk, tell say what you just said again. It's the number one sitcom. Number one sitcom ever ever produced ever made. Um, they you know the three camera um, shoot. They they uh, they came up with that. They invented that. Uh, the sitcom three camera shoot. By the way, I, um, I, I, uh, at Desi Lou Studios is where I did Lizzie McGuire. It's on, uh, it's on Coenga in Hollywood. And that, and the Golden Girls, uh, my friend David Willis warmed up the audience. So he had me and my grandma front row because my grandma's favorite show is Golden Girls at one time. And we met all the girls and all that stuff. But it was the same stage. Where they filmed I Love Lucy. It was. Could you imagine I that? Mean, you're standing there. You sorry. know what that analogy is, Brad, what you just said? You're standing on the same stage at that. And I, if you saw the movie, Nicole Kidman was brilliant as, as oh. Lucille Ball. And who played, God damn it, who played um, Desi Arnaz? I, it was, was phenomenal. It big actor. Oh, was Javier Antonio Bardem. Banderas? Antonio that, Banderas? I No, I think it was who? Javier Bardem. Oh, Javier Bardem, yes. Yes. And you find out that how brilliant Desi was as a businessman and Lucille Ball was in on all the scripts. It's like you, you write your shit and you, and you act in it, you know, right. and stuff right. like that. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And just, to, just, you know, you, you're oh. right. You're standing there doing it with the gold, you know, golden girls and the same state. It's the same as you hear athletes used to say, I remember um, old Yankee stadium and Don Mattingly would say, I'm standing in the same, I'm, I'm, this is where Joe DiMaggio and Mickey Mantle and Babe Ruth stood. Yeah. So, and I'm sure you've been on other stages like that. No, this no, is, I want to get to this sitcom because it bothered me. Howard Stern has a famous line about this sitcom right here. This is Gilligan's Island, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. He did two things. That's a professor uh, on the left, played by Russell Johnson. Natalie Schaefer in the middle, played Mrs. Hal. And that's Dawn Wells, uh, uh, actually a native of Las Vegas. She passed away recently, but she's she's been living in Vegas her whole life. Looked great till the very end. It's about the castaways on this deserted island and Gilligan and, and the skipper. And these two beautiful women and Marianne and Ginger. Two things. <laughs> the professor was a genius and Howard Stern said, <laughs> he goes, let me ask you something, Robin. If the professor could make a radio out of a coconut, how come he can't fix a hole in the fucking boat say, yeah, to get him off? Yeah, yeah. And then he said the funniest thing ever. And this, Brad and I have talked about this. If you're on a deserted island with two beautiful women and you're Skipper and Mar and and and, and Gilligan. Gilligan, why the hell would you want to get off the island? Remember right. the halter talk? Right. Marianne, uh, uh, Barbara Eden of I.J. Green Magini and oh. Marianne, that character. Oh. They were the first ones to show their navels. They had those halter tops. Just 1968. You're right. Brad, I had, you know, when you're really growing cool. up, when you're getting your zone, start to work and your hormones, nothing better than Gilligan's Island. That's true. I got to tell you something. So I did a lot of warm up, you know, over the years and I was warming up a TV show on, on at Radford that was in Studio City. And that's where they filmed Gilligan's Island. And before they did that. all the uh, renovation, I saw the lagoon. I stood in front of the lagoon. Yes, they hadn't. It it just was like a big pool, a concrete pool. And then they fill it up and put the trees in that. Oh my goodness, I was so happy. I just stood there and looked at this beautiful like creation. I go, man, this is still here. And now it's totally different. But oh my goodness, I saw the lagoon without the water. That's great. Right. No, That's those great. shows are great. I mean, come on. They don't make they don't make movies like they used to. They don't make sitcoms. Some of these sitcoms are so bad. Oh, I mean, fish, unwatchable. From 
I mean, after the opening, the tease, you're like, I can't watch the rest of this. I, I mean, and then they have, you know, the uh, what, do, what do they call it? The uh, the laugh track. That's the great one. They have a live audience, but they 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 you know they season it with uh, the laugh track. You know, it's it's everything's laugh. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, well, it's terrible. You segue, you go from that. And then you have, you know, the killing design was a farce. And of course, the Jeffersons and, and all the family were educational and phenomenal dialogue and comedy. Then you had a show that was actually, when I show this picture, you'll, re you'll remember what it was. And you'll tell our audience about it. It's the number one. The, the, the last episode of this, along with the Cheers last episode, was the most watched in TV history. It's the greatest dramedy, which is a word, but a drama and comedy I ever saw. I, I've never asked you about this. You might have worked with some of these people. What's your take on this show? Remember oh, that? One of the greatest in history, MASH. Yes. Oh, yeah. I saw when I was 12 years old, I went to uh, I went to Fox uh, with a um, family friend, Mr. Pfeiffer, and he he brought me to SWAT. I watched SWAT being filmed, and then I watched MASH being filmed. And oh, my goodness. It was You it was saw great. MASH being filmed? I, 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 we walked oh. in, yep. It was uh, where they filmed NYPD Blue, uh, um, Soundstage 9. We walked in, and there they were, the tents and everything. Oh, my God. I saw, I saw um, Loretta Swit, and I saw... Um, Hot Lips. Know, all the, yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw them all. I saw them all. It was, uh, it was, I'm 12 years old, you know? It was really cool. And then when I went on... Talk the about it. Talk, lot, talk about what that show meant to you and your family. Wait, wait, that wait, was wait, the one of the shows wait, that wait, my... Wait, 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 wait. You cut me off. Then I went on the Paramount lot and I saw my favorite show. I went into the stage. There was nothing there. The Brady Bunch. And then I got to go and watch Happy Days being filmed when I was 16. Oh, it was incredible. Oh, man. Watching Happy Days live was such a treat. Mr. Sid Galper, he was a uh, landscape architect. He did Tom Bosley's house, all the landscaping. So Tom Bosley, Mr. C, gave uh, him four tickets for me and my and my my family, and it was oh so much fun. I went with Mr. Galper too, and we had great seats. And we it was the bird episode that when Fonzie had the bird, you know his pet bird and all that stuff. Yeah, so good. Back man. to Mash though for a second. Medical Army Surgical Hospitals, and it was during the Korean War, and he, I, he, he, the I heard. And I know you know this, that Alan Alda is such a genius, and a lot of the characters on there ad-libbed a lot of their dialogue. And again, dry eyes and scenes, I want to give it away. When McLean Stevenson played uh, one of the uh, Henry something, I forgot the name of the first lieutenant colonel, and when he dies in a helicopter crash, uh, and Gary Berghoff, who had no career after this, other than the love boat, which is what Brad's going to do soon when he has no career, <laughs> yeah, he played radar and it, 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 so you know when you go when you can when you can go back to scenes in certain shows and you remember them 40 years later it had an uh, impact on you and there's so many great episodes that thing ran what 21 years ran a lot shows don't run 21 years you know only oh you know it's ran over 21 years as the simpsons i was Gunsmoke. in the gun smoke that's right i was in the commissary at fox when uh uh, the Simpsons was on Tracy Allman's show, just a little clip, and that's where it started. Can you imagine? It's still on the air on Fox. The Simpsons. Oh, Bart Simpson, Homer. Come oh. on! Oh. I mean, come on! It's just it's great. insane. And, then, and, and it's South great. Park, that's still going strong. I love sure. it. You Look know, at that, a lot. My favorite. But we'll get to that. I want to ask yeah. what your favorite. My my favorite cartoon series is Family Guy. I love. Oh my god! Oh, you like it is so. Yeah, wow. Seth MacFarlane is is on another planet. Let me show you something else, Brad. I mean, I know you know all these people, please, but this please don't. Please don't. Well, let me show you because we got we go back and forth. But this guy was big in the '60s. But you got to think right. about things that happened back then. That you, you I, I, you know, when you look at things back then and say it's way ahead of its time, this guy was way ahead of its time. That's oh. Rod Serling from The Twilight Zone. I mean, what a mind! I just of all the stories he came up with. And Twilight then he was Zone. the narrator of it. And you, yeah. you had the Twilight Zone movie. Now you had the one with uh, then the new Twilight Zone with uh, not Tyler Perry. The other guy um, did it. It was maybe it was Tyler Perry. Um, it, it's 
some of the most incredible science fiction, uh, uh, outer, outer space, crazy stories. Do you agree? Oh, yes. And I just saw something on uh, online. He passed away at 50 years old. He had a heart attack. I, I, 50 years old. You know how young that is? Oh, yes. Man, God rest his soul. He was amazing. His voice. Oh, what a voice, right? Rod Serling, yep. Yeah. Brad Grumberg and Eric Fish Schneider doing a show called Fat Fish. It's so bad, it's not even in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> oh, God. What are these? Oh, by the way, you mentioned the emails. What kind of emails are we getting? Thanks for sharing. Why don't you well, share? Well, it's, it's constructive criticisms a lot, which I, oh, I'll good. share some that's with you. And, and some, it's a, I, I want to brag, it's a lot of kudos. It's great. You know, I just told you they want more stuff. Every, yeah. every, Every podcast has a theme or an identity, and ours yeah. is two guys yeah. that reconnect after thirty, you know, years, and have so much in common with our backgrounds in LA. But we share a past that we're so proud of. And if you live in your past, like I do, and it's a great past, share it because why not? There's a lot of great things like this. Brad does a podcast with Lauren Francesca, and one of these guys was on it. Talk about that that uh, show right there. Talk, that see that's a Brady bunch, right, Brad? Now that's the Brady bunch, yes. Now, sir. now what Florence Henderson's looking at right there is Barry Williams' package, because <laughs> Barry Williams played Greg Brady. Uh, not Brad. He played. But what was it? Not was it wasn't Greg. What was Barry his name? Williams played Greg Brady. Greg Brady, right? I, Who's the middle guy? Lucky, I was lucky enough to have him on because my agent, Mike Eisenstadt. He represents Barry for 25 years. And you know why Barry made it? Because, and I talked about this when Lauren and I uh, had him on, he embraced being Greg Brady. You know, a lot of these actors, like they, you know, like the Fonz. I'm not the Fonz. My name is Henry Winkler, you know. And even Jason Alexander, he goes, I'm not George Costanza. My name is Jason. You know, it gets to a point where people start calling you the character, you know. And I can understand that, but Greg, look, Barry embraced it. He went on all the tours. He went on everything. And he, he said, I am Greg Brady, and I have touched lives playing this character. I mean, Johnny Bravo is one of the great episodes of uh, The Brady Bunch. And I know every episode, seen it a million times, you know. It's America's family. It's, it's, it's a guy divorced. And a woman divorced, and they had the, the kids together, like in that movie when did you get egg roll, right? With Lucille Ball, I think it was. Make a long yeah. story short, there was a lot of stuff. There was a lot of innuendos going on that Barry was sleeping with Florence Henderson, the mom, but he was really yeah. making out with Marsha. Can, can, can I pull the thing up again? Yeah, sure. Why not? Marsha is on, if you're looking at the, the, right. the, 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 right. the blonde with the long hair at the left. Of course, Florence Henderson. Right. Right. has her head down looking at Barry's package because and so is Robert Reed who really wanted Barry's you package. You say Barry's package again? I did it. You usually I usually leave you that for you. You, you told me not to talk about the packages. You just repeated the I, yeah, package. because you're talking about your own package. I'm talking about Barry's package. I can't find my package, but anyway. You can't find your package. <laughs> I Let me tell you this is so like, great. But so we're taking story. what let, let me let me throw at you. What's your favorite sitcom of all time? And did you share any of the ones I just showed? Gilligan's Island, know, the, like the Lucy show. Did you, did you watch them with your parents? I love Lucy. Uh, Seinfeld, I used to watch with my grandma every Thursday, 9 o'clock on NBC. I love Curb Your Enthusiasm because I was on it, and I love Larry David. What a guy. Um, you know, but I also love the Norman Lear uh, era. I mean, there's certain things that make me laugh, you know, and I know comedy is my business. I know what's funny and I know what's not funny, you know, and uh, sorry, you're, you're not funny, sir, but I carry you with my uh, brilliance. Uh, yeah, I know. You should be very yeah, lucky. We, we missed a couple. You said everything. I, I watch it, my family, on the family. You know, it was a great sitcom oh, also. Cheers was a great sitcom. I yeah. love Cheers, right? Woody right. Harrelson. Uh, yeah. uh, even the old coach Nicholas Colasanto, of course, Ted Danson. Remember, yeah. you remember Sanford and Son? How great that was! Oh, 
Red Fox. I posted something. I posted something with Pat Morita, uh, who yeah. played Arnold on The Happiness, and he played Mr. Miyagi. He talked about a situation that he had, and he went to Red Fox, and he said, "I need. I, I'm going to close on my first house. I need three thousand dollars." And Red looked at him, and he he told the secretary, "Get me my, get me my checkbook." And he got the checkbook and he starts writing the check. He goes, listen, I don't want any uh, promissory note. I don't want any IOUs. I don't want any of that bullshit. I want you, you don't pay me back, but you help somebody else like I'm helping you. And and you know what Pat Mirror said? I've done it a couple of times. And that's what Red Fox was all about. What? A, he was so dirty in Vegas, right? Oh. That's why I, I can't. He he had a guy open for him called Slappy White. That was his oh, opening act. I love yeah. Slappy White. Yeah. And he 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 opens up the. I saw this guy nineteen seventy eight. I was wow. it was actually at the forum, and Slappy oh. White Slappy White walks on stage, and he goes, "Look how big this motherfucking audience is! It's as big <laughs> as Tony Fields twat." And if you don't know who Tony Fields is, he's one of these women that was a comedian that was yeah. always on. If you were if you were a comedian like Brad Grumberg, you're always on what's called the Hollywood Squares. You're not good enough to make it as a comedian, but you're good enough to be on Love Boat and be on the Hollywood Squares. That was Tony Fields. So, um, yeah, yeah. Brad, we got 14 minutes to go. I got to get, I want to do with you a couple of predictions for the bowl games. I got my ideas. And then I want to do a testimonial to you. Let me talk about no, no. What, what this show meant to me from February 24th on and our great guests. So tonight, Arizona plays Oklahoma. If you take your heart out of it, you know how much this means to Arizona if they could pull this upset oh. of a top 10 team? Tell, tell me what it means to the University of Arizona. Oh, well, we, we've had such a uh, horrendous football program. For the last maybe eight years horrible just horrible and jed fish he's turned it around and this is the season he turned it around he switched quarterbacks and unbelievable and i'm going to tell you something life is momentum good and bad when you're rolling you're rolling baby right and when things go bad they go bad you know and arizona wins they i i you know they, I, they do win today because Arizona has, I mean, they ended the season very strong. I mean, they blew out these teams by like 30 points, you know, but I think it's Arizona's time. It's going to be a great game, but I think Arizona is going to pull it out. What, what, what's your prediction? Uh, I want to, I look, I'm a Texas guy and yeah. our biggest rivalry is Oklahoma. So you're asking right. me, I want Arizona. My kid went there. You went there. It means so yeah. much to a school. You just said it. It's a, that's known for Lute Olson and the basketball program. When you were going to school, there was a bit, it's still a big basketball program. What this would do for recruiting, they're already going to kick ass. And oh, yeah. I know they're going into the Big 12 with Colorado. They're, they're you know, God, as we leave uh, 2023, one thing yeah. that was great about 2023 is we had one last year, the Pac 12. But Arizona's yeah. leaving. What a great way to leave the uh, conference. SC did it last night with the big upset of Louisville. Come huge. on, Arizona. Take out those boomer sooners, those crud eating, toothless, uh, inbred fucking Oklahoma sooner people where they cousins and mothers date the dance. That's how I feel. Now, yeah, let's right. fast forward to Monday. The big two games. I want your predictions. The first one is Michigan, Alabama. Who do you like? Michigan. This is how it's going to go. Alabama is a great team. Alabama is so well coached. But let me tell you. Michigan as well, coach. And everybody's back from last year. And with all the bullshit with, with Harbaugh, I mean, I don't even know what the NCAA is doing. They're like picking on him. They're looking for anything. Uh, so he wins it all, and then he goes to the, the NFL. That's what I think is going to happen. Michigan beats him, and then, he, and then, you know, some time passes, and then he decides to go back to the NFL because, you know, he was the coach of uh, the San Francisco 49ers. But that's my prediction of uh, that game. What about you? What do you say? I'm going to go next one. I disagree. I'm going with Alabama. You got two stud coaches. You got two stud quarterbacks. You got Nick Saban, legend, 
Jim Harbaugh legend. J.J. McCarthy, quarterback of Michigan, great. Milrow, the kid at, at Alabama, that fourth and 31 that he completed against Auburn to get him into this game was just epic. I like Alabama. Now, your heart is with Arizona. The next game that night is Texas. Oh, me, there we go. Um, it's you. And Washington. I got to be honest with you, man. I got to you got your heart. That's a tough game for my Longhorns. I would not be shocked yeah. if Washington wins that game because their cornerback, Pennick, Michael Pennick oh. Jr., will be a top five pick in the draft. I'm rooting for Texas, obviously. I'm nervous, you know. I think the winner of the Texas-Washington game wins a national championship. Okay. I'm telling you, Washington, I mean, when they played Oregon, I thought Oregon was going to beat the second second time. Uh, Washington's Washington's quarterback is absolutely amazing. Maybe a little – Kenny Stabler in there, the lefty, you know. Oh, oh, give me, give me, oh, you give, see that that gets my erogenous zone. That gets my package going. So, I and I could, and I know where mine is. All right, one last <laughs> thing about sports with testimonial. Um, yeah. I'm a big NBA guy. I love LeBron. I love everything he does in the community. Shut the fuck up when it compares to Christmas Day and your games against the NFL. Twenty nine. Point zero million people watch the Eagles Giants. Twenty, yeah. the shitty game, right? Fourteen point right. four million people were the total viewers of all NBA games combined. Wow. All right, the Lakers yeah. and Celtics went up against the Raiders and Chiefs. Four point two million watched it, mostly in twenty twenty seven point six million watched the Raiders and Chiefs. I love the NBA. I love everything about it. I love the competition. I'm rooting for your Warriors because if you incur. But stop compare, nothing can compare to the NFL. You can't beat it. And no, stop, right. LeBron. Stop looking it. like you're so sad when you're when yeah. people are watching Mahomes over you. Because people would rather watch Taylor Swift, her breasts come out of her thing, than watch you and your breasts come out of your thing, you know? Yeah. Now you asked me about that. It's interesting. Uh, you know, that that it's really helped the NFL. Taylor Swift, first, she's a wonderful person. I oh. I talked Tony Orlando about her and she because he knows her father and, and her father's very successful in his own right but she is really a special person you don't see tattoos on her you don't see her drinking and drugs you know I mean she is really really something really special what are you doing now I was, I was, I was one of her songs I was doing but I said now nah, I, I have a song that she does and I had the, the, the thing oh, I said you know it's not going to work so I didn't tease you on that she's She's phenomenal. She's a multi-billionaire, and I, yeah. I hope everything works out. I'm glad she's sad the Chiefs lost. Um, yeah. We started this thing February, right around Valentine's Day. No, that's a, the February 28th, and uh, we had, of the 42 shows, we had about 25 guests. And I speak for Brad, and I'll let Brad do the close on this. Um, of all our guests we've had, from Eric Day to Pete Koch, to Rod Martin of the Raiders, Ash Gindy, Tony and John Orlando, Vanessa Steros. The we've had we've had gurus on that help with self-help. Andrew Klein, who's the guy that farted all the time and talked about poop. I forgot his name. He's great. Oh, PJ. PJ. We had yeah. a lot of guests. Yeah. And then as we do in the Academy Awards, we had a guest that we lost. So we'll pay to, we'll pay tutelage to him. Dave Brown was a wonderful person, a wonderful friend of ours. Since this podcast started, he passed away um, right two weeks after I did the podcast. But the great thing about this podcast, it's going to go forward in 2024. We're going to finally get sponsors. We're going to finally get paid. We're going to finally be able to see our packages. But the best package that I could ever ask for is the package right here between me and this guy. It's been great, man. You are a special guy. We have chemistry. We always had chemistry back in the day. And uh, it's just it just keeps getting better every show. And uh, the guests we've had have been phenomenal. And we just know what we're doing. You know, it's like one of those things. Uh, here's a nice pun. Fish to water. Uh, peanut butter and jelly. I mean, you know, we listen. An hour's almost up. I feel we've talked for 10 minutes. It just goes so fast because we just banter back and forth. Like two, you you said to me, we're going to be two guys in a bar 
chopping it up. And that's really what we are. And I'm really looking forward to uh, 2024. And um, we'll start off with a great new show for the new year. And I just want to thank you. I mean, you know, I I feel for you, you know, with your mom and and all the stuff that you've been through. Uh, but you've you've always showed up, and you're a professional, and you make me laugh. And uh, you, you know, this is this is a great thing, man. And what else? You know, this is going to lead to other things we're going to do together. You know. And we're not going to talk about them because we don't want to get any Ken of horrors, right? <laughs> but um, want to get a whore. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. What'd you say? Just want to get a whore for you. <laughs> oh, jeez, I know. Hey, you know what? Yeah, I mean, we we could sit there and 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 go down on each other about how much we love each other. That's right. the main thing. Like being the brother don't, in this don't guy, say and I have two brothers that I love. He's got a brother he loves, but I gained a brother in this guy. You guys don't want to hear all this this mushy tushy stuff. But I will yeah. tell you what. It's I, I I do this for one reason. I have fun. It's fun. It's cathartic. It's therapy, you know. And Absolutely. we'll continue it for you guys. Keep your emails. E, um fishgrunny one fishgrunny one at gmail.com. And I'll get that on the banner next week. So you can keep giving us emails. And if you want us to talk about something, you want us to, you know, to to react to something, let us know. And I'll go over with Brad and we'll yeah. uh, we'll, we'll we'll do it for you um we, we love to, we that, love to. I, I, the other thing i want to say is i want all this hate in the world to stop the wars pe innocent people are being killed it's terrible i mean ukraine israel gaza i mean i'm you know and then we're having we're going to have an election next year i mean it's just that i mean the world's in shambles i mean it's just sad you know i just want peace happiness love that's how I'm, i live my life now is positivity and love that's what it, that's it you know so hopefully i'm just gonna make breaking news right now i'm yeah. gonna run for president okay can i be your vice um, uh vice? no you're not gonna be my vice you're gonna be you're gonna be my chief of staff i need someone that can get me stuff you're like gonna be my the chief of staff is almost like oh. uh uh the, the personal assistant to woody harrelson or clooney or any big actor president. Oh, okay. you're the guy you're the guy that says, "Hey, you know what, Mr. President? You want me to be you know what, Mr. President? Guess what? Playboy Mansion tomorrow night, eight o'clock. Okay, yeah. and you get me there. You get me on Air Force One, and of course, yeah. can you imagine me There's as a no president? Playboy Mansion. I'll get yeah. you to another. I'll get you to another party. But the Playboy Mansion. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but the the uh, Hef's house was sold to his next door neighbor. So now yeah. his next door neighbor has this huge piece of property." Well, but, you talked about you talked about being on the set that lo I love Lucy and Don Manley with the Yankees. Could you imagine having that house at Hep? And you said this is where he had a threesome with the girls from Three's Company, and this is where Steve McQueen was going down on, uh, on Bridget Bardot. I mean, God, the, the, the people I saw. The best thing about going to the mansion, I'll, I'll make it quick. Yeah, is going to that line and looking at all the stars that look at you like, who the fuck are you? Then you get in there. And you see it's star after star. And, you know, Robert Evans, the producer, was there. The big producer of, oh, of, of Godfather holding court. And Ash yeah. knew everybody. And I'm 22 years old. And I'm like the kid and almost famous. I'm like with this big rock band star. And he's yeah. all he is is the bartender. But he Hep thought, <laughs> Hep thought he was this Arab sheik. It was great. great. <laughs> we, we continue this banter next year, buddy. I love you. I love you too. Thanks for a great 42 on on the bigger, better. And uh, we're going to make a lot of people laugh because that's what we're all about, right? Keeping people yes. entertained for an hour a week. And uh, I think that wraps up 2023. 42 is in the books. That is Eric the Fish Schneider. I'm Brad Grunny Grunberg, a.k.a. Snacks. We will see you in 2024. Thank oh, you look, so vote much. for me on Bar Boss. And Dave right, Linden, oh, you're coming oh, with us. Right now, everybody go to Fish's face, uh, Facebook page and vote every day. This guy's he's in the 10th spot. Let's get Fish the big win. 20 bucks. And and we get to help. And we get to help beautiful Molly. And, and 2024, and no more bullying. No more bullying and help the Klein family. And uh, 
That's the most, really the most important thing. Get rid of this fucking bullying. It's enough. I've had enough of all this because I was bullied and I just want, uh, I want kids to be happy. Just live, live, live in harmony, you know? So, all right, Dave Linden, take us home, baby. You've been listening to the Fat Fish Podcast, heard on all your favorite platforms. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> I love you.